0: Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. This is show number 49, released on January 28th, 2009, our first for the new year. Welcome Neil, how are you doing? I'm doing alright, looks like we're in, we're in Radio KAL
1: year 5. You know, this is like when Robin the second dies and like <laughs> we have some guy become Nightwing, it's going to be great. <laughs> and uh, next <laughs> month we'll do our 50th issue, which will be a bit of a landmark. Oh, that's crazy. I can't believe it. It feels like we just started i'm
0: I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. um we'll talk about comics first. uh new Krypton is uh almost coming to a conclusion um how, what have you felt about the about the whole saga oh,
1: i'm I'm enjoying the heck out of it. honestly. It feels like I'm reading the early nineties again, but with a modern take, it's really cool. I get um you know, there's some hanky stuff, like you get you know, James Robinson is kind of still catching his feet in their air sometimes, and Sterling Gates is going off in his own direction, but it's a cool direction. Um, and then we just got the announcement of Rucka that's coming out in New Krypton, and, and the whole idea of candor existing in an opposite sphere, I just think it's a really intriguing idea. I thought that there was no way that they could possibly make it work, and it's flying for me. Um, you can't imagine a hundred thousand people with Superman's powers you think chaos would ensue I was so skeptical and they won me over totally it's great
0: yeah I was the same I thought you know how how are they gonna put a hundred thousand Kryptonians out you know out and make it you know have a a story that would actually work because you know how do you uh, focus a hundred thousand Kryptonians and how do you not tell a hundred thousand different stories Um, yeah But, uh, yeah, they've done a a fantastic job of it. Um, I agree with you. Obviously, Jeff Johns is just the master, and I I haven't um, really fallen in love with uh, Robinson's writing as yet. He seems to be a bit sketchy, a bit up and down. Uh, But uh, Supergirl's picked up again and um, fits into the story nicely. And obviously, with Allura being really the villain of the story, if you like, um, Supergirl's involvement is obviously very pivotal to the story. And this whole idea of New Krypton being in an opposite orbit to Earth, going around the sun, but on the you know on the same orbit, uh, is uh it's quite interesting actually. It's you know it's uh it's something it's I didn't scary. think I didn't think of. You know, it's one of those things that you thought, oh, how come no one's ever done that before? It was really kind of scary. I had this idea, you know, like I
1: don't know, five ten years ago, how to how to solve the Bottle City of Kandor, and I thought, how would Superman do it? Because he couldn't let him loose in in, in American society. They'd just go nuts run ramshod and then I figured they'd probably he probably put them in a galaxy far far away you know like and mm. just let them live his way out there and, and regulate if need be but this idea that he's right there that he's close and that he's he's dealing across the sun um it's it's much much more compelling to me It's it's just insanely really really cool um I, i'm I think that the reason why it's working is because there are these hundred thousand people and they're focusing on on just really important people.
0: Yeah, well, what uh, just came to mind as well is the fact that, I think it was in the Golden Age when I was first talking, first introduced to man, Krypton was actually in the same solar system as ours, but it was actually on the opposite side of the sun to Earth. So um, I think that's a, an interesting... I don't know if that's in, you know, done on purpose. Jeff John's doing new Krypton, you know, in that um, area of our solar system, but... Um, Yeah, it's something that I think they did in the Golden Age where Krypton was just on the other side of our sun. Nice! nice. I didn't know that. That's
1: cool. That is really cool.
0: See, the man's encyclopedic. (laughs) But uh, there are a lot of people complaining about um, Silver Age nonsense, they're calling it, being brought back in to Superman comics and that it's just these writers who obviously grew up with Silver Age comics trying to bring back uh, Silver Age elements into their stories that they're telling now. What's your answer to those people? You know, I think that um, there's a good side and a bad side to Silver Age stuff. I
1: think it depends on how it's used. There's there's a middle ground, there's an extreme on both sides. I think that the extreme of how it should not be done is what we're seeing in Trinity. Um, we're seeing where it's like, oh, hey, it's the Tomorrow Woman, and they're not making any attempts to characterize her. It's just they're playing off of the fan wank, if you will. I don't know if that's too graphic, but I, I, I don't mean it in that way. Um, like Like, you just got... Basically, these characters that have absolutely nothing to do with the plot and that are not explored, but they just appear. And it's like, oh, hey, look, cool character X. That's the way that Silver Age um, felt to me. It's like uh, it, Jimmy Olsen could be turning into a bear for no apparent reason. Mm. And just, as long as it's Jimmy Olsen, the comic sold. And then you've got the middle ground, which is like where Loeb goes to a degree, or Loeb went, where you introduce these cool concepts that were once interesting in a modern context, like, say, Batmite and then don't do anything with it, really. Just leave it in the sandbox. And then you've got what Jeff Johns does, which is take the modern, marry it with the past, and try and create something that's functional and cool. And um, I think that New Krypton and it has Silver Age elements, like, say, Gold K, which was a ridiculous device. It forever robs Superman of his powers, and then they turn it into something that robs some him of powers for, I think it was 10 or 15 seconds. Uh-huh. 15 so seconds, that, yeah. Yeah, you can use it functionally in the story. Or like say you have candor uh, yep, or even crypto yeah, candor is candor itself is a hugely silver Age concept that was absolutely ridiculous small people in a bottle city and it was it, ridiculous because you know it's never going to be solved it was just an excuse for Superman to do some strange thing and then here they take it forward and turn it into a story arc and solve it and it becomes something important and something vital and something that says something about character so <clears throat> I, the knee-jerk reaction, the Silver Age is horrible to me. Doesn't really um, hold as much water as saying, um, use whatever you've got to to tell a good story, but tell a good story. And and as long as they're telling a good story, I don't care what they use. I don't care if it's a story about Beppo the monkey and his cathartic problems. As long as it's something compelling, I'll read it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well said. Now uh, coming out of Krypton, there have been a f- quite a few new new Krypton. Sorry, there's been a f- quite a few uh, new characters. Um, obviously, Allura and uh el were uh, old characters re, uh, reborn into this story. Um, but Superwoman, who, again, is a Silver Age character that's been um, reborn in this new Krypton saga uh, in a new fashion, what's your take on her? I'm con- utterly
1: confused by who or what she is. It's like... Uh... I have a pretty good inkling that um, that they're they're setting up proxy characters because there's there's a war coming, you know, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. I I, I just get that feeling like that people are hiding their identity. It, it kind of feels like uh, are you with us or against us to a degree, and and you got Nightwing and Flamebird and now Superwoman, and they're all obviously people or they seem to be people from Candor who are um, who are hiding their identity so that they can do things. And and, and it seems like uh, you know they're obviously playing up. Superwoman to be Allura or make you think she's Allura by having her talk to Supergirl to test her loyalties. But it could be anybody. It could be Ursa. It could be um, that Thora character or whatever she is. You know, It could be freaking Lois Lane. And and it's adding an element of mystery that's kind of cool because there are things that, that later on in the writing will undoubtedly be revealed that will make this all make sense and you're actually eager to figure out what the heck's going on. It's not just some random Identity, I get the feeling like I had when ruins, like I really cared who ruin was going to be, even though mm-hmm. it was you know ice, obviously, who is ruin, you know, but it got me into it, and this is getting me into it again, <clears throat> so yeah. does she she kill somebody um so obviously she 's an evil character or maybe she 's being controlled by Luthor. there 's all kinds of avenues that are interesting
0: there, yeah, well, she sp- it looked like she killed Agent Liberty, is that right?
1: yeah, Agent Liberty is dead as a doornail, which I thought was. <clears throat> kind of like what they did with the Newsboy Legion, just kind of a, a killing off a character kind of arbitrarily, but at least it's showing a kind of gravity to the situation. Mm. Um, it's kind of cool, because uh, Agent Liberty wasn't that prominent in the post-crisis age, and,
0: you know, what the heck. Yeah, well, we uh, don't... It, it kind of makes Superwoman look out to, look to be whether she's evil or she's on the good side. Um, she seems to be making friends with... Supergirl and like you said, testing her um her you know, where she is, who who whose side she's she on. Um and then she appears to be from that comic book, um, sided with Lex Luthor or, or not. You don't know what uh, her position is, do you?
1: And and it's kinda weird because um if you think about it, as I recall, Agent Liberty was portrayed as somebody who was kind of a uh, polarizing negative figure, but kind of an anti-hero to, to a degree. I could be wrong, because it was so long ago. But uh, there was always that element of, is Cadmus working with Superman or against Superman? Mm. And if you look at or Thor is kind of on Superman's side, using extraordinary means in this story. He's... He's kind of trying to keep Candor in check. It's like his his method is bang, we shoot him in the head. Mm. Superman's method is diploma, but diplomats, but they both have the same dilemma, stopping new Krypton from becoming this crazy, total bad thing that causes the destruction of Earth. So it's kind of weird. It's going to be weird to see how that parallels out.
0: Yeah, well, there's a lot to look forward to. There's, uh, for, for once in a long time, we're actually looking forward and not knowing what's coming with Superman comics and we've got new titles on the way with adventure comics and with superman the world of new krypton so uh that's uh it's an interesting time to be a superman fan um if you don't read superman comics and you're looking to jump back into the superman comics well you probably uh do no better than starting with the beginning of the new krypton saga and um you know coming along for the ride because the next year is uh looking very promising absolutely okay well let's move away from the comic books and start talking about TV, which means Smallville. Um, Before anything else, let me get your thoughts on the much-anticipated Legion episode. Well, unlike
1: what we've been talking about so far, this has to do with Jeff Johns. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, actually, uh, it was probably... I wouldn't say it was one of my favourite episodes of the series. It was probably my favourite episode this season so far, even though other ones have rated higher. The point I knocked was pretty much technical stuff that Jeff Johns probably wouldn't have a have a clue about because of the fact that the show has been so all over the place. Um but it was it was really cool. Um it, it had the actual Legion, not, you know, Legie <laughs> or, you know, you're talking what was I talking about Persuady Percy on a skateboard, you know? <laughs> it was the actual Persuader. He came there and he, he chopped Clark with an axe, you know, it wasn't like a it wasn't like an axe made out of Pepsi Dent or, <laughs> you know, like whoever's sponsoring the show this week. Um and and Brainiac was the Brainiac, even though it completely contradicted the continuity, it was the Brainiac from the comics, at last, you know, and it was kind of cool. Um, I think they need to do more episodes like that, obviously. Um, I wish it had been more like, because um, see, I don't know, the, the characters pointed out very, very well that he's walking around with no flights and no tights, and he's, what, now He's uh, he's 22 years old? <laughs> you know? He's, he he can't fly yet and he's twenty two. Um so it was it 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 exposed the raw nerve of why isn't Superman not being Superman yet, but uh it also it was a chance to see a lot of cool D C characters in action.
0: Yeah, well uh I haven't actually seen Legion as we record this episode. Of course obviously living in Australia we don't get the episodes at the same time as you guys do in America. Um uh, but I uh, we'll see it surely. But from everything I've heard it was uh up there with one of the best episodes, uh, of the, uh, obviously of the season, but of the series overall, too. Um, a lot of people are putting it up there with uh, the Justice episode and uh, the first Christopher Eve episode, so well, that's obviously very highly uh, regarded, And um, but as you said in your review, they've always got to give Lana her um, pat on the back.
1: Yeah, she's so amazing. I mean, she can <laughs> do anything. It's like, she's going to be far more than her life with Superman, you know? i don't know it's it i don't think it's patriarchal to say that superman is the most important figure in the dc universe it's not because he's a dude it's because he's a light of beacon and uh, a beacon of light and an idealistic person um that leads everybody by example and so to suggest that lana will somehow become something more than that which seems to be arbitrarily because she's a pretty girl to me seems rather sexist and awful i don't know maybe i'm crazy
0: You know that's it's kind of belittling to Superman as a character. I mean Lana's character is no not no angel, Um, and to say that you know she's going to be the reason that you know Clark becomes such a great figure or have a big role in you know why Clark is going to be such a big figure. That's kind of demeaning towards his character. I think.
1: Kind of like saying, hey, Clark is a great person because he one day got turned on and fell in love with somebody, you know. (laughs) But it's like at the end of the show, just completely, last show, just completely contradicted that. Um, The way that, you know, like Lana comes up to Clark and Clark's like, well, I have this destiny and maybe you should go live that destiny, Clark. And then Clark says... Well, what about me? What about us? You know? And it's like just this completely selfish sentiment, and it's because Lana's there, and he makes out with her, and the episode ends like, oh, great, they're finally romantically
0: together again. And instead,
1: anybody with half a brain is sitting there spitting nails.
0: You know? <laughs> All right. Um, in regards to Saw, there's obviously been a lot of discussion uh, over whether or not season eight will be the last season, where, whether or not there will be a season nine. um We've been told that the CW is, has instructed the producers and the writers to write a season finale that could also serve as a series finale. Now, you'll read more about this in my column for, in the Big Blue Report, which will be uh, released soon after this episode of uh, Radio all goes to air. Um, but isn't everybody on the same page that the series finale should be the reveal of Clark Kent becoming Superman. However, that is, whether it's a full body thing, whether it's a chest, you know, opening up his shirt, uh, whatever it is, a blur, red and blue cape, I mean, the cape, you know, red cape blurring as he's flying away, whatever it might be, if season 8 finale could possibly be the series finale, how can they not write that into uh, a series finale? Well, I'm guess I'm guessing, and I I'm like kind of in the minority on
1: this because everybody wants that so much that blur that 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 cape that's s. I've been of the mind for years that I seriously don't think we're ever going to see that, and I think the producers just don't care. It's like the glasses, you know. Once the show is over, they don't have to deal with it anymore. Why would they care? And it's it's, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's Welling because Welling seems to have had a distaste for that, even though he mentioned. I think there were contradictory interviews, but I I mean I hope for it. I don't think that they're going to do it. So my my thought is that they're going to basically end the end of the season with him deciding that he's got to do something greater. And then if that's the end of the series, that's the end of the series. But if he comes back next episode, he's going to be still conflicted on how to do that something greater because that's Smallville's Smallville to a T. It's been the that's reset button, reset the button, reset
0: button. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think they'll disappoint millions of fans if uh, we don't see. The final episode of the series have some reference to the superman costume
1: absolutely i hope they do i mean don't get me wrong this is not me saying i hope for that that's no, just me no saying, what saying seeing how much they've mucked up in in varying ways and while they get some things right you know they they have him at 22 without putting glasses on working in the daily planet so it's like i don't think they have any real respect for the mythos in
0: that respect you mentioned just a few seconds ago about uh, Tom Welling. You know whether or not that's his, it's his doing or whatever. Um, I found it interesting that the uh, Free to Be Green commercial that the cast did uh, to promote, you know, obviously the environment and, and what have you, um, right. missed. There was no Tom Welling in the episode. Everybody else was in it in that commercial. Everybody else was in it except Tom. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm. I, I would bet that by now he's probably tired of the character. I mean, even though I love Superman. It, it, at times, it can be very, very wearying to have the same thing over and over and over again. And ima- imagine playing it, doing, doing. He's done 165 episodes as of you know this week, and that's just what's been shown on TV. If you play the same, if you do the same thing 165 times, it doesn't matter what it is, you're going to be tired of it, even if it's a very inspirational, great thing. Um, I mean, Reeve was tired after four movies, you know, and and imagine doing like the equivalent of most of a movie every week for eight years, it's gotta be, I you know, I'm not saying that it's not everybody everybody's dream to play that part, but yeah. you gotta probably really work to find some inspiration into it after that long, and it's, it, it's uh, why I imagine Michael Rosenbaum left, they were just stretching the same story over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, I can understand that, um, but still, it's just a commercial, I mean... Alison Mack's yeah. been in every episode or whatever the same you know the same length of time on the show as, as Tom um she was you know, participated in it she's been at conventions you know it just I don't know it just seems uh, like a bit of a slap in the face to the fans
1: yeah I think so too I, I I'm not condoning his behavior I'm just saying I think I
0: understand where it comes from more. yeah like I can understand I were- that too I mean he doesn't have to do these things it's probably not in his contract and um he probably works you know harder than any of the other cast members because he is in every show and it's the show is about him um and he keep hearing from the producers and stuff how hard he works and I'm not begrudging him the opportunity to take some time off or to you know to not have to be involved it just seems to be overly obvious to me that um he's not participating in anything outside his contractual um uh, obligations Yeah, that's that's you know
1: that's another reason. Ultimately, I I do think this is going to be the last season, and I don't know what factor it's going to be. Whether it's going to be that they don't renew it, um, or whether Tom Welling doesn't sign, Uh, I'm not sure. I've just I've had that gut feeling for four years, but this year I really have that feeling. It feels like they're just going, they're pulling out all the stops and doing whatever they can, whatever they can get away with every episode, and it's really working towards Superman at the end of the season, um, or at least their definition of it. Okay, well,
0: if Smallville does end, um that means we'll be without a Superman TV series. Uh any Superman uh TV uh presence. Uh what would you like to see as the next Superman TV project? Uh, an animated series, um another TV series? What what would be your preference? You know, honestly, I've
1: I've been so bitten by Superman TV shows for the most part other than Adventures of Superman, which was pretty cut and dried. You know, Lois and Clark kind of declined in quality and disappeared and then Smallville kind of declined in quality and then kind of came back a little bit, but it's like there's there's always this downward arc. The momentum never seems to be maintained and I'm not sure why. So ideally, I'd want a TV show that actually put a lot of thought and effort into every single um, like, like your typical HBO format where they do 12 great shows and then take a long break until the product is ready. Instead of that whole, I'm gonna capitalize off the superman brand kind of tv show so cartoon tv tv project new show straight to dvd as long as it has some heart you know Mm. and smallville had heart in the beginning everybody was passionate and then it just kind of faded and became how can we keep him stuck in this pattern for as long as we can to make as much money as we can and nobody ever learn anything or kind of profit as a character and i i want something that is that is very attentive to the character like
0: the comics are well i think um that it will be difficult with uh, with to do a Superman TV show because of the fact that there 's going to be a movie at some point in the next few years. I think that will um, hinder any chance of there being an actual TV series about Superman a live action TV series um, perhaps another animated series i 'm not sure, but uh, there is no um, this is just Neil and I speculating and just giving our opinions of what we 'd like to see. There are no plans that we know of for any type of um tv series or cartoon series uh after smallville um it's just i would hate for there to be a void um we're not going to see a movie for another couple of years by the sounds of things if smallville does end at the end of season eight um we will be without any superman other than the comic books yeah it's just it's very strange i've always been of
1: the mind that the the more media the better as long as it's experimental and good and interesting and I don't know. They seem to have trouble capitalizing on the Superman brand, whereas Batman, you know, they make all kinds of money. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure why. Um, even even given you know that uh, the Superman Returns movie made a good deal of money, um, they 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 they're not pumping stuff out. They're very scared. I don't get it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, speaking about the movie, as I just touched on, there is no news. Whether or no news is good news or not is um, up to individual uh, tastes, I guess. Um, we're hearing slight rumours, I can't reveal where we heard it from, but uh, that Brandon Routh could be out, that they could be looking to recast Superman, uh, which is surprising to me. Um, I'd, I'd been of the opinion that they'd probably be keeping Routh because of public uh, and fan reactions to him. It's, you know, Polls everywhere, people saying, you know, keep him, but just ditch everything else, but um, sounds like that they possibly might be just doing a whole cleaning, wiping a slate clean and starting from scratch altogether. Uh, that's crazy. You know, they've done that so many times, and it's never
1: profited them.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know? uh, that would be interesting, but um, we'll wait and see. Like I said, that's just a, a rumor at this stage and a very quiet one, so it hasn't done the rounds anywhere, but um, it's uh, really... There is no news on this next Superman movie at this point in time. Everything is on hold. Everything. There's no script, there's no director, there's no cast announcements. We just have to wait and see and be patient and um, see what Warner Brothers decides to do in regards to their whole DC Comics film franchises. Um, whether or not they formulate a plan that crosses over all the comic books like Marvel are doing with their superheroes. Or whether or not we get individual superhero movies that uh, are not relating to each other, we'll just have to wait and see. It'd be
1: really nice, wouldn't it, to have you know, like Superman and Batman appear on the screen together?
0: <laughs> yeah, even just a reference about it, or you know, a cameo appearance like uh, Iron Man did in uh, the end of the Hulk movie. It's just it's it, it makes
1: people so excited to 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 go to the next one, even if they're not that. You know, I knew people who didn't like the Hulk movie and went just to see that little cameo thing because yeah. it was neat.
2: For-
0: All right, well, uh, let's move into the big question segment of the show. Let's start with the big question. All right. Well, last month we asked the question, do we need a new Superman origin story in the comic books? And we got a a number of good responses. And Neil, do you want to read the first one? Sure. Calvin Bowes wrote, This
1: has frustrated me in comics from the 1970s on with both Marvel and DC, that they keep changing heroes' origins. What would be great is if is that if DC and Marvel had a bible of all their heroes, redid their origins, and then gave strict orders: under no circumstances can these things, uh, can these things change about these heroes. If they do not, then this would be there there would be no point to a new origin at all. It would also be nice if they had a person whose sole job was continuity. You know, I think they do. Um, I think they do have a continuity editor, don't they? But but it, it, one thing that is missing, I'm told, is is a character bible.
0: Yeah, well, it's, I think it would be it's very hard to do a company-wide um continuity when you've got so many comics coming out at different times. Um you, obviously they can't read one person cannot read every single comic book coming out from the one company. Um yeah. I think that's uh, probably beyond uh beyond their means, you know, it's just not physical physically possible to read every single comic book being published in a given month. Heck, even fans can't. <laughs> they're not
1: writing comics.
0: That's right. Well, Steve Rogers wrote. Yes, I think if the retelling is a good story and it doesn't stray from the structure of what we've always known, then why not have the the new origin? However, I would like it if they did something akin to Year One for Supes. Not that I'd want a same style of Batman Year One for soups, but if they are going to update the origin, why not include the Big Guy's first adventure, or so as the Big Guy. Good point.
1: Jim Asbury wrote. A new origin story is needed. With all the differing stories over the years, DC should really go back and establish a more firm background of the Man of Steel. I have always enjoyed each story and even the differing costumes, however I, along with many other fans, have become confused over which story is the correct one. On a side note, great show, guys. It took me four months to listen to each show, and I've enjoyed them all. Keep it up. Thanks. Oh,
0: well done, Jim. Uh, that's, a, that's a marathon listening uh, effort. Uh, okay, Mikey B wrote, Hey, guys, great job as always with the site and the show. Thanks, Mike. As far as New Origin for Superman, yes, please. It's time to clear the air, and who better than Johns and Frank to tell the story?
1: Nice. Biblio Mike wrote, Does Superman need a New Origin story? No, not in its general outline, but like any great myth, Superman's origin needs and demands to be retold as the years passed. I seem to be one of the few Superman fans who thinks Birthright did a great job doing this. Many other fans feel John Byrne did the same in the 80s. We don't need new contours for the stories, i.e., keep Krypton dying, Kent's finding the rocket, etc. But yes, update the details to fit changing times. I think that's an interesting point, and that's the thing about birth rate that always got me. I and, and I spoke to Mark Wade about it, honestly. I I enjoyed the story. I really did. It's just trying to reconcile it into what they what what was going on at the time didn't really make much sense, and that might have been an editorial fiat. Who knows what it was? But yeah, retelling the origin story it helps keep things consistent, or it's also an artistic endeavor. What do you think, Steve?
0: Yeah, I uh, I would like to see the origin retold, and I think the Superman origin is um, such an iconic thing that uh, you know anybody and everybody knows. Um, the particulars, you know, like um, Biblio Mike just said, you know, Krypton dying, the Kents finding the, sh- the space rocket. Um, but it's, yeah, it's the, how you connect those uh, key elements together and make it a, a, a story that um, I think needs to be retold uh, time and again just to keep it fresh and um, to introduce new audiences to uh, the story as a whole. Um
1: yeah, I very much agree. I think that um, this new origin story is not only going to clear up a lot of continuity issues because it's Jeff Johns doing it, and Jeff Johns knows continuity like none other, um, and how to reconcile it. But it's also just going to be a neat exercise. It's been five years since Birthright, hasn't it? But about that long, something like and, that. And yeah. um, five years before that, they tried to do the Return to Krypton thing, and it's, other than that, it was a long time because they had the the character bible and the strict controls and stuff, but. Who knows? I hope they're going someplace... I I think they're going someplace good with it.
0: Excellent. Okay, well, the new big question uh, is how would you want Smallville's final episode ever to end? Uh, We spoke (laughs) about it briefly before, but uh, what would be your ideal ending for the series as a whole? I'm not talking about the episode. I'm talking about the final scene. What do you want the final scene of the last Smallville episode to be? Um, Pulls
1: this and as he pulls his shirt up and he reveals the cape he flies directly
0: through Lana and scene (laughs) yes well uh, Neil would obviously like a um, a bloodbath for Lana at the last scene but uh, however you would want it to end let us know you can uh, send in your entry to the big question segment of the show by clicking on the big question button found at the Radio KL webpage you could also record your voice as an mp3 file and send that in Uh, Whichever way you want to do it, get involved, and we will read out or play, your answers to this big question in the next Radio KAL podcast.
3: A rash of burglaries plagued the city.
2: Another alarm just went off at the main branch of Wayne Tech. Police have been dispatched, and I'm on my way.
3: Captain Sawyer has an epiphany. Natasha said these chips sent signals. Some kind of mind control, right? If that's
1: true. The signals would have to change depending on what whoever placed the chips in the first
3: place wanted, right? Natasha has a chance encounter. Anderson? Who? Oh! She... She knows my name!
1: Wait, how do you know my name?
3: We were, um, on Apocalypse together. Don't you remember? It was, like, so much fun. We rebuilt Metallo, and... You rebuilt Metallo? And a reunion leads to conflict. They are unharmed. I will stop you. Unlikely. The pieces fall into place in Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, issue 49, on January 28th, 2009, at PendantAudio.com. Mysteries are afoot at Metropolis University. It's kinda creepy down here with nobody else around. Just keep an eye out for security guards, okay? Now, if you were a suspiciously secretive PhD in a robotics lab and you had something you didn't want other people to see, where would you put it?
1: Maybe one of these doors down here?
3: Whoa, what's that? But not every investigation goes as planned. Did you hear something? This has given me the creeps. There's something moving over there. What is that? Don't miss Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton, Issue 21. Heading your way January 28th, only at PendantAudio.com.
0: Okay, Bailey's Bookshelf time. Go, Bailey! Yes, Michael Bailey has returned once more to uh, review another trade paperback from his bookshelf, so we'll hand over to Mike.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Bailey's Bookshelf, the segment on Radio KAL where I walk over to my bookcase, pick out a Superman trade hardcover or whatever, and tell you why you do or do not need to own it. For the first Bailey's Bookshelf of 2009, I decided to use as inspiration the recent confirmation that Superman, Secret Origin by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank is going to be published later this year. And this is going to serve as the new definitive, definitive in air quotes, origin of the Man of Steel. So I thought it would be fun for this month and next month to look at two of the more recent, relatively speaking, origins that DC has produced for the Man of Steel in comic book form. This month, I have Man of Steel, which was written and penciled by John Byrne with inks by Dick Giordano. Man of Steel was a six-issue bi-weekly miniseries that was originally published beginning in June of 1986. And this was the new origin of Superman, the big revamp, the line in the sand that separated for nearly two decades the pre-crisis and post-crisis Superman. And for me personally, this is my Superman. This is the Superman that I got to know and grew up with and still have a large fondness for, so I am very, very biased when it comes to this uh, series. Uh, The breakdown of the six issues goes like this. In the first issue, we see the all-new, all-different Krypton. We see Clark Kent football hero. And we see why Clark chose to become Superman in the first place. Uh, Issue one had two different covers, a newsstand and collector's edition. I always kind of liked the collector's edition. It was a shot of the shirt being ripped open, and you see the Superman symbol underneath. It was really awesome. But the six issues all shared the standard issues at least, all shared a similar trade dress of uh, an image from the story and then a picture to the right of the character that is uh, focused on in that story. In issue two, we see the adventures of Lois Lane and how Clark got the job at the Daily Planet. We also get our first glimpse of Lex Luthor. Issue 3 is the first new meeting of Batman and Superman and carrying over from Dark Knight Returns, the two really don't get along all that well. Issue 4 is the first full appearance of Lex Luthor and sets up why he hates the Man of Steel so much. Issue 5 is an updated origin of Bizarro that was based in large part on the character's first appearance back in Superboy number 68 which had a cover date of October 1958. And issue 6 brings it all home. We found out how lana plays into the new continuity superman finds out about his origins finally and a new status quo is established now i love this uh story i i really do and as i said this is my superman but there were many fans when this story came out that hated from the depths of their soul, hated this revamp and thought it was the worst thing to happen to comics ever, and it's really nice to see that that sort of behavior isn't around anymore. Yeah, that was sarcasm. Still, this history stuck for nearly two decades and is well worth checking out, even though most of the contents of the stories have been now rendered moot. Uh, I actually own five different versions of, of this trade, which may seem weird, but, hey, I, I collect things involving Superman, and uh, I really like having different versions of the same thing. It's just, it's it's my vice, I guess you could say. I have the original trade paperback, the original Ballantine Books trade paperback, which was released to bookstores, a trade that was given out by Diamond uh, distributors to retailers, which is simply six issues bound together. There are six issues, ads and all with a cover wrapped around them, and my wife gave that to me soon after we started dating, so it has sentimental value as well. A seventh printing with a black cover in the Man of Steel trade that DC started publishing as a line back in 2003. I really wish DC would release a nice hardcover of this, or at least an absolute edition, but that is probably never going to happen with all the new origins going on at the moment. Uh, uh, Sad, too. Yeah, it would mean I would have like a 6th and 7th version of the Collected Edition, in addition to having the single issues. But hey, like I said, I like Superman. And that's it for this month. Next month, I'm going to go into Superman Birthright. And now, back to Stephen Neal. Thank you, Mike.
0: Well done. Uh, We'll catch up with Mike again in uh, our next month's show.
1: That's right, we'll catch up with you, Michael. You can't run. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency,
3: Superman, and that's you.
0: Super Secret Soundbite time. All right, what do you got? Well, uh, last show we had a sound that came from the Smallville Season 6 episode Sneeze, and uh, a few people guessed it right from last month, and they were Zach Florence... Nelda Mormon, Lily Mayers, Ismael Perez, and Alana Hegarty. Nice! Nice! So we're, getting it, we're getting it about right, where there's a few winners but not a glut, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah, we don't, Congrats. Want, to, don't want to make it too easy, but yes, congratulations guys. And uh, see if you guys and some others can guess which episode of Smallville this new sound comes from.
2: It's really nice to see the Los has found someone who can overlook her personality.
0: So, if you think you know which episode of Smallville that sound comes from, use the super-secret soundbite entry form found at the web page and send your entry in. Each person who guesses it right will have their name read out in the next Radio KAL podcast.
1: It's not Percy, the skateboarding, axe-wielding member of the, you know, Legion's antithesis. No, it's not. Yeah. Superman Songtime.
0: Alright, let's see. Rap Folk, right? Rap Folk this month? Uh, no, well, you're going to have to start putting in your request, because uh, I never seem to get whatever song you want me to play, but um, we have got a request this month, and it's requ- a request from Todd McCurchin, who is celebrating his birthday. And, right on. Yeah, well done, Todd. Happy birthday. And your song that you requested is coming right up, and it's Cartoon Heroes by Aqua. Happy birthday, Todd.
3: Free by free, to the extreme.
0: that's the show for another month. Oh man, already, that went fast. Yeah, that went fast. Now, uh, if you have a suggestion that you would like uh, to pass on to us, whether it's a a topic that you'd like Neil and I to to discuss on the show, maybe you've got a song that you'd like to to request, Uh, perhaps you have a trade paperback that you would like to suggest Michael Bailey review, or maybe there's a big question that you'd like to suggest for us to ask on a future episode. Whatever it may be, You can use the KAL feedback form found on the website, and we'll endeavor to use those suggestions in future episodes. But for now, that's the end of the show. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Steve. You stay classy, evil Kryptonian dictators across the sun who are going to melt our faces. You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com.